a Lifetime original podcast. What about for Conrad? No, his mother is so mean. His mother is the <laughs> scariest. I could not work. The scariest boss. The scariest boss in all of Hollywood. Psycho boss. <laughs> Psycho nanny boss. I love a Lifetime movie. Can we get every man to whoever this therapist is? <laughs> Too many rocks. There's a reason why the past has not been beaten. Oh, you're trouble. What you think he gonna do for you? He ain't got nothing for you. Maybe he got his start being a reverend doing the Juggalos convention. Oh my God. How did I block that out? <laughs> Come on, Trish, be reasonable. I will not be reasonable, DJ. She's my daughter. I mean, if she's mad, then fine. But if she doesn't come home, at some point, all I know is that I will not stop until I get her back. Or what? Or nothing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekperikin, officially on double strike with the one, the only... Megan Gailey. Now, Megan, where you at, sis? We double striking. We coming to the second to last ep of the pod. I mean, the mood's not electric. It's not. Uh, you know, when we really go off the rails, it's like this has the potential to do that or it has the yeah. potential to be like, you know, like <laughs> push me out of the plane like I'm that <laughs> lady's mom. <laughs> I'm in a moo-moo. I woke up, I set an alarm, we're recording at 1 p.m. I set an alarm for 12.40 p.m. And didn't, gorgeous, didn't gorgeous. get out of bed till 12.57. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, just laid there, just laid there, you know. But you were on time. Megan was at the Zoom at 1.00 on the dot. So I'm just very impressed that you were like, you know what I mean? Like able to roll and get to the computer still it in three minutes. It takes me nothing. <laughs> it takes me out. Absolutely nothing because I look insane. No, she's looking cutie, you guys. She's looking V cute. That's the hair. Megan has a hair texture that doesn't really get wild. So, like, even if she's like, oh, I slept, it just has like a little body yaddy. Look at her. She got a natural ass beachy wave. She slept till 12 57 with a natural ass beachy wave. This is white privilege. This is white privilege. It's I rude. did wake up and tend to my child. <laughs> I am not. I am not neglecting. We actually went out for a lovely family breakfast. You know, mm -hmm. I think the so we're on double strike. The podcast is ending. It's also one million degrees out. As I told yeah. Naomi off the podcast, we just got back from Las Vegas. It was 110 every single day. Ooh. I'm not built for this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah, is not i can't none of us are none of us are no, yeah but no, 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 um no, no, yeah. and like heat really affects my mood so we went for a yeah. lovely also as some of you have seen my beloved family dog passed away no mm. <laughs> prayers up for freeney he was 15 he had a great life but it yeah. was it's a lot right now it is it's I know. And so know we, were, we were out to eat and Conrad, he's in this phase where he just wants to talk to everyone. So, I mean, <laughs> he can't talk, but, you know, like well, right, engage with everyone. Yeah. Wave. And and we were at this restaurant at 804, open at eight. You know, so we're there with all <laughs> the elders. They there. Someone had one like a, a rescued greyhound in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
rescued Greyhound. It's like it's like when when a, when the lights go on at a club and there's madness. Well, this is like before the lights even go down. Like it's just <laughs> everyone is elder. A man was like, how are you? Like, he knew me. And I'm like, I'm good. How are you? You know, like, I'm meeting him where he's at. And so one of the waitresses, she loved Conrad so much. She goes, I want to take you home. And I said, please do. Oh. 48 hours, he's yours. <laughs> oh, my God. You've already become that mom. That's a classic mom yeah. joke. You know, someone's like, I could just, I could just take you home. I could just eat you up. It's like, please do. Take him. <laughs> Bring him back, but take him. Does Conrad like a restaurant? Like, I know he's smiley in general, but like, does he understand the difference between like being out and being in? Does that make sense? You know, he treats everywhere like it's a mud wrestling match. Okay. So it doesn't, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, it does not. Yeah. He now at least like, and our waiter was great too. Like he he had to bring over a thing of syrup, and he mm -hmm. like he went around and set it on a ledge that like I could barely reach. Like it was like, yes, the syrup can be nowhere near the child. But I don't know if I, Conrad needs to eat two breakfasts. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean needs to eat two breakfasts? Like, does he like freak out? Like what are we yes. talking 6 a.m. and 8 a.m.? We're talking like 6.30, 8 a.m. <laughs> That's just the first breakfast. Second breakfast. Continue. Yes. That's like first breakfast continues. 6.30 to 8 is like too little time in between. I mean, sometimes it's seven and eight. And and it's and the thing is, I ate a double breakfast when I was pregnant. So who am I? You know, like I, maybe I trained him for this in the womb. You did. You did. <laughs> he, he's used to two. Also, he just started going to daycare five days a week. Yet he's not gone five days. La last week was the holiday. He went three days. This week he's gone four days. We'll see if he, we're paying for five days. But he's yet to go. <laughs> and all the girls in his little class are on vacation. So it's all boys. I went to pick him up yesterday. 10 boys, 10 one-year-old boys. And I oh, said, what God. is this, a bachelor party? Wait, also, why are all the girls on vacation? They, said, Was there they couldn't handle it. They go, I gotta <laughs> go to I gotta go to Carmel. I gotta go to Catalina. Solving. I gotta go to the <laughs> south of France. You know, all the girls, they're part of the AMTPT. <laughs> the girls are. They're studio heads. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're all little Carol Lombardini. They said, we gotta get on our mega yacht. We need our mega yacht for the summer. We got to get out of here before they come for us with the pick forks. <laughs> so what's going on in your world? Not a damn thing. I'm waiting to I'm waiting to see if I'm going to get this TMS, you know, this magnetic stimulation on my brain. Because yeah. I figure it's a six-week treatment of going every day. So what better time to try this than a strike? So yeah. <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. So... I had an intake, but can I tell you, I had an in I, I met with like basically the nurse practitioner, you know, to, so it's like, I already had like two meetings. Like it was like a phone call, then another one. I'd much prefer a nurse practitioner. I think they have better bedside manner. But I will tell you, I was, this woman was so hot. She was like classically, like she almost Kardashian-esque a little bit. Like I was like, is there a touch of filler in the lip? But like, she didn't look plasticky. I thought you meant she came in like, Naomi Ekparagin, date of birth. Where did you grow up? No. You mean hot, like a no. 10, like physically. She was a full 10. Ugh, that's such an LA thing. It's so LA. But then she told me, we're talking, she's like, oh yeah, I just moved from New York a year what? ago. So I was like, you were a 10 in New York being a whole ass, like nurse practitioner? I was like, you're, you know what? We don't deserve you because you didn't actually have to go to school no. and learn a skill. You didn't have to do that at no. all. 
And she was like nice and like she seemed kind of grounded. Cause you know me, I'd be up in here in these conversations. You know, I'd be cracking jokes yeah, and yeah, acting a yeah, fool. Yeah, Cause yeah. they always ask you, they're like, they got one lady. Where she's, they were talking and she's like, so do you have any, you know, mental health run in the family? I go, I'm black. We don't address these things. But I can tell you what I think of folks. I said, I can tell you what I think of folks. And then she goes, she's like, yeah, I'm Indian. I get it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, and I was like, so you know I'd be out here. And I'd be like, well, look, nobody has been formally diagnosed. But, but I do believe certain people have the following issues. The eye test tells me. This branch of the tree is bipolar. Hello. Oh my so I'm out here goofing. Gosh. So I had that appointment yesterday. And then, and also, as you know, Megan, because we were voice noting yesterday too, you know, I did attempt to order some lunch because I said, well, I got a job for two more weeks. I get to order meals for two weeks. After she <laughs> talked I, me out of ordering $45 <laughs> worth of Le Pen Quotidian. I did. I said, don't do it, Megan. I said, don't do it. <laughs> There's something about like caving by the end of the day that I said I'll allow it. I know. Well, and the thing is, it was really only going to be twenty. It's twenty dollars of food, but then it was like th- a thirteen dollar exactly. delivery fee, and I'm like, for gazpacho, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't know. No, absolutely not. That's my problem with it. That's why I'm like, don't do it. Like sometimes, if I order, I will tend to order like enough for two meals. Yeah, that's very smart. But then I just eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> But now that I know, you know, yes, you really are making food. You need enough food for six, actually, because you and Conrad both have two breakfasts. So CJ got to eat food. And as you, some of you saw when I went to the grocery store on Monday, my cart only oh. tipped over and smashed eggs on everything. Oh my god, I saw that. I saw that like after the fact. You know how Instagram is. It's like I saw it like. You know, when I, yeah. when I saw it, it happened two days earlier. Yes. And I said, I can't believe she didn't voice note me about this. Because that's the kind of thing that would have just, I would have crumbled. I would have said the day is done. I would have said someone come pick me up. And it was like, it was 7.45 a.m. And you know, a carton of eggs is like $24. So it's like, this is not a game. The man who was at Pavilions was a guardian angel that I do believe should be sent to teach other men how to deal with women that are in a crisis. Cause I, I walked in, I walked in and he like noticed me from across the store. Like, what is she doing back already? And so he's looking at me like, what's going on? What's going on? Uh-huh. And so I, I walk up. Was he an employee or he just yeah. was there? Okay. He was an employee. He's who had been my checkout guy. No, oh, okay. he was early. So no one was there, you know? Right. And you know, him and I had had a friendly of banter course. or whatever. It's a Megan interaction. You know, there's a banter. <laughs> you know, there's a banter. And so he's like, is everything okay? And I'm like. So the cart tipped over and he goes, first of all, are you okay? Oh, wow. Which is like, yes, that is <laughs> like if I had been and I was like, I'm totally fine. If mm. I had been greeted with like, what? I would have been like, right. My cart tipped over, I'm <laughs> but because he greeted me with, first of all, are you okay? Right, right, right. I was like. Oh, all I want is a new thing of eggs and a new thing of mandarin oranges so I don't have to wash all of them off. <laughs> and he was like, absolutely. Is there anything else? And I had I had wheeled the cart back in because I couldn't yeah. just leave it. Right. And so I went to get the mandarin oranges and the eggs. And by the time I came back, the cart was gone. What? He said, the cart, he said, get this shit out of here. Wow. Hey, I didn't even have to see it again. Wow. 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 Okay. <laughs> that's a guardian angel. I think the time would, that honestly is a perfect thing to segue into the complete opposite of that man. 
Yes. We must segue into the complete opposite of that man, into the man of today's motion picture, our second to last podcast episode. We are talking about a sinister minister. First of all, uh. top title, top title. We're going out strong. Title to die for. This lifetime thriller follows single mother Trish, who falls for the charismatic minister DJ. Oh, I'm going to put a pin in that when it comes to charisma. <laughs> Finally, it seems Trish and her daughter will have the stable life they've always wanted. But DJ has a much more sinister agenda. So you know what? We're going to get into it. Because quite frankly, though, Megan and I could just keep talking about whatever. So I you know. may not even get a whole movie recap, okay? We the final two episodes. We're going to do whatever the hell we want to do. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to be whatever we want to do. So we may talk about it. We may go off, Okay. Because right now, we're trying to survive. We really but are. I will say, we also can't be on too long because to record, the AC got to be off. And as Megan also said earlier, it's hot as hell. Oh, my so, gosh. Okay. So it's, a, it's a, you know, I don't have Megan's central air situation. This is do or die. <laughs> so let's get into it. Now, this movie immediately starts off strong in two ways. First, we see a Chiron that says, based on true events. <laughs> and I said, I, <laughs> okay. Like, having now seen the film, <laughs> I, I forgot that. And I need to circle back to what those events were. Because, I what? <laughs> I know. Then, we see two people having sex in a tub in sort of a stone. It looks like a stone basement in medieval times. <laughs> Where Game are of they? Thrones. I mean, the tub is rocks. The room is rocks. <laughs> I saw it and I said, and you're doing the hard work. You're taking like the real notes of what's happening. I'm in there going too many rocks. <laughs> like what? And they're not. And they're having sex, like real sex. The woman has an orgasm. Like the you sex guys. is to the woman's completion. And I'm like, this is so bold and so intense to open on i know it was wild it was wild and these two people who are having sex are dj and betsy and dj we learned just in a conversation she dj has a wife who is yeah. not betsy okay yeah. so yes. we already understand okay so it's like whose rocks are these are th this must be betsy's rocks but also it's giving so it's there are candles everywhere it there's no natural light like i just am like are y'all like where are what basement do they build this set? Is yeah. this a bathhouse used during off hours? Just like the vibe is wild. It was soft core. <laughs> so like if you're looking for a little adrenaline, watch the first four minutes alone because you'll go. Okay, it's not even four minutes is the thing. Like it's right. a, because you're it's right, like so right. short and yet this to me, you know, is this like classic lifetime. Really dropping you into it, painting a picture, 90 yeah. seconds. 90 seconds, okay? It'd be like if we saw, like if someone opened up a white van and 20 bodies fell out instead of one. <laughs> like it was just like, there's rocks everywhere. A woman is having an orgasm and the man's name is DJ and he's not a DJ. It's a lot. It's a lot. And we also get the sense that, you know, DJ is a man of faith because of course, so, because DJ mentions his own wife, Jewel. Okay. Jewel. He mentions her. And then of course, Betsy's like, please don't bring up your wife after my orgasm. <laughs> and then, and then DJ's like, if God put this love in our hearts and if he did, then it can't be wrong. And you're like, oh my God, let's keep using religion to subjugate women. Okay. And when DJ gets home from his dalliance with Betsy, 
there's police tape up, you know, the sirens are going, and we learn that his wife, Jewel, is dead. And they say it looks like it's suicide. By suicide. But from the scratch marks we saw on his back during his sexy scene with Betsy. Yes. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. And like right after the sex scene, Betsy's like, what happened to your back? And I thought it was going to be like from sex. Like sometimes <laughs> you get scratches on your back. I mean, not me. Well, especially with all those stones. With all the stones there <laughs> yes! in. Yes. I said, <laughs> sure. He's like, oh, I got rock burn. <laughs> So Betsy knows they're not from sex, but you're right, Naomi. I completely forgot about that. Right? And so you're like, okay, there we go. So then the film cuts to three years later. But I need you all to know that when it says three years later, for the entirety of the film, I believed it said cuts to three years earlier. No! <laughs> Megan. So there's going to be multiple points <laughs> where I have to go, well, I was confused why this person was here. This is why I take the notes. This is why <laughs> I take the notes. <laughs> and the thing is, so not only did it say cut three years later on the screen of the movie, it also said three years later in the notes that I'm following along. And I go, okay, we're three years earlier. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, too good. Well, three years later, we have teen girl Sienna and her mom Trish. And honey, I swear to God, they look five years apart maximum. Okay. I know. And Sienna's giving moody Nev Campbell in the first screen. Oh, interesting. She was giving me, like, she's backup Megan Fox energy. You know, like, <laughs> sexy bad girl. Yeah, yeah, Sexy yeah. bad girl. It's just like, whenever a teen has a smoky eye in the middle of the day, it's like, ah! Oh, you're trouble. <laughs> well, at first I thought I was going to like her because as they're driving through this town, first of all, classic lifetime mother-daughter duo, okay? They're moving to a new town for a fresh start. The mom says, it's fresh start time. <laughs> <laughs> and the town is called Brightside. Again, I love it because it's, the town is always something idyllic. Yeah. And that, but especially when a minister's involved, it's like the same thing with that John Stamos one where it's like the town is called, you know, Havenly or something. And then it's like always the worst shit is happening. And Sienna was like skipping school, doing drugs, and she's a bad girl. But they're headed to a friend's son's baptism. Not a great first event <laughs> but, in the town. I will say this. You did write in the notes. Is this the friend who found the dead wife from the cold open? Megan, I agree with you. I said this black lady looking identical to the first black lady we saw. Right? Is it too different? I mean, I think it's supposed to be too different. And I said they should have done. They gave him the same curly wig. They have the same hair. Do you think they just put one wig on two actresses? I would not be surprised if they said, well, we shot that one at night. The lighting is low. We can maybe put you in the daytime, give you a sun and shake it up. I don't know. Okay. So they're going to a baptism. Now, Naomi was surprised because she thought it was going to be an infant or a toddler, but it's a full-grown man. Now, <laughs> I was surprised because the mother is a black woman and the son is an Indian man. I, I also clocked what I thought was a South Asian youth with an African-American mother. And I'm not saying that's not... Listen. Yeah, that can happen. Both of us are wrong and both of us are right. Adults get baptized and black women raise... All sorts of different children. So we're wrong and we're right. At the same time. <laughs> well, the minister for this baptism is the same rock sex 
minister we saw from the beginning, DJ. He's got what I think is a terrible Southern accent. I said this, whatever accent you're doing, this is what's sinister, okay? And I would like you guys to just listen, and this is kind of a long clip, but I just really felt like we needed, like, we need as much of it as our producer Aisha will allow. Because I feel like there's a lot going on. This is him giving a little sermon before baptism. Listen. Starting over is hard. It's humbling, frightening, humiliating. And I've started over, man, more times than I can count. Some of you know I was a tour manager, driver for a big old band. Yeah, you know the one. And it was amazing, glorious. Wild, wild ride, but the thing is, life on the road affords a man a lot of opportunities. Work hard, play hard, you know. I played real hard, dipped in a lot of different ponds, entertained a lot of different pharmacology, sometimes didn't even recognize the name of them, just went with it. I was once called a raging, fornicating narcotopia. <laughs> I was searching, searching for something, chasing. Why was I chasing? Why was I so hungry? What was so wrong with what I already had? I'll tell you, this good book, and it is a good book, but this good book isn't worth the pages it's written on. I'm telling you, it's just a bunch of words. If we don't have one thing, what is that? What is that one thing? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, really, I don't. I don't know what that one thing's name is, so I just have to call it what I call it. Love. The love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The love that he showed for us when he sacrificed himself for us, for all of us. Amen. Okay. Megan. Megan. Yeah. What is the down-home bro vibe he's giving? It's giving Hillsong. <laughs> it's so weird. And, like, his name alone, and I'm married yeah. to a CJ, but there's certain <laughs> jobs. My husband yes. looks like a CJ, dresses like a CJ, has a job a CJ would have. <laughs> DJ is not a reverend like that it's like I agree. you gotta go by if you're david jr you gotta go by david i'm sorry yeah yeah dj if, if there you just reach certain like think if we had a president dj like you just no, reach certain happen. levels of adulthood where you gotta drop the j and to my cj's defense he tried to be clyde he's clyde janwar and he said i'll be clyde in high school, and everyone was like, you're a CJ if you're anything. I didn't know he was a Clyde. He's a Clyde. I thought he was Conrad, as his father was. Like, it's, <laughs> that was three levels of Conrad. No, that's why it's so confusing. His dad was Conrad. He is Clyde Janwar. And now the baby is Conrad, and his initials are CJ. Are CJ. But none of them, they don't match his <laughs> grandfather or his dad. <laughs> I will say that now my mind is blown. CJ is not a Clyde. He's not a Clyde at all. He is a CJ. Well, there's a really fun basketball player whose name was Clyde. And like, you know, Filipinos, their names are wild. And I say that with absolute <laughs> love. I say that with absolute <laughs> love. The new Gerber Babies Filipino. I'm taking, like, I have so little going on 
positively in my life <laughs> that I am celebrating the new Gerber baby being Filipino <laughs> as my own win. A white woman. <laughs> going, we did it, Maddie Mendoza. <laughs> oh, that's such a sweet name. Okay, Maddie Mendoza's going to be a Disney star. She is so cute. But now CJ's like, well, I didn't know there was a search. Why didn't we put up? Con-? I go, you know Conrad has those little rashes on his cheek. And he goes, they could have put makeup on him. I'm like, they're the key on. <laughs> okay, back oh to God. DJ. Back well, to DJ. also, there's a moment where DJ says he was on the road with a band and is like, you know the you one. You know the and- one. And the congregation chuckles, and it's like, no, we don't. Like, what are you even doing? Like, either make up a band name or name check a real band. That would be a funny joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I was on the road with 311, that would have been funny. Or Insane Clown Posse. Or uh, he was, maybe he got his start being a reverend doing the Juggalos convention, right. whatever that's <laughs> called. Also, the church is not packed. Like, Whenever Lifetime does this thing where it's like, this is a charismatic preacher. This man can get anybody. It's like, if they can't pack the pews, they're not charismatic. You're right. You're right. You're right. You got to pack those pews, baby. But my favorite thing in the scene that I see is that Sienna, who we know is a teen who's bad news, wore to a baptism a uh, marijuana leaf necklace, (laughs) like a big one. Like a pendant. Oh, yeah. Real big. Real big. Big enough, too, that afterwards, even the preacher calls it out. DJ is like, beautiful necklace. It's like, we all know it's a marijuana leaf and it's insane. (laughs) But the whole time DJ's talking, he's talking about starting over, which, of course, Mm -hmm. means a lot to Trish, mom, fresh start. But also, as he's preaching, we see Betsy, the side piece from the beginning, listening and excited. And now she's his wife. Okay, so they have been together since his wife, Jewel, committed suicide while they were having sex in the rock tub, so. Yes, but also, this is the first moment that me thinking since it's three years earlier, I'm very confused. I'm like, oh, so Betsy's his ex-wife, and he went back to her. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you really, it really did complicate the film for you. It really complicated the narrative entirely. Oh, I believe at some point in this movie, there's a ghost. <laughs> okay, I you have got okay, okay. So as we do this recap, you got to give us your version of this movie with every turn because I, as <laughs> things go on, I need to know where you're at in the whole three years earlier of it all. I will because I write them in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now Sienna, the teen daughter, you know, with the marijuana leaf necklace, she thinks DJ is creepy from the jump. Agree. But she's also like a bitchy teen, so her mom is like, oh, like you hate everything, yeah. and I was like, I get right. it. And so then we see Trish. She's working at a diner. Which is my go-to job if the strike lasts much longer. Okay, you're going to do diner. I have this thing, and I, I'm, I may never lose it, where I'll be at a restaurant in the restaurant today, and I look around and I go, I could work here. Like, I just, <laughs> you know, like, once a waitress, always a waitress. Even at Conrad School, I think I told you this. They were like, Mama could work here. Like, I sit down, I start playing. Like, once a nanny, always a nanny. Like, you just yeah. sort of. As when we're in these very tumultuous times, Mm -hmm. these uncertain financial times, sometimes you look around and you see two gals marrying ketchups and go, I think they're having a nice time together. (laughs) What's your go-to job? Oh, God. It really used used to be babysitting. Mm -hmm. It was always temping. I mean, I freaking temped. I worked at, I, I worked as a temp. At a staffing agency, okay? <laughs> Between season two and season three of Broad City. And people would come up to me and they Are would be like, serious? do you think you're going to 
keep doing comedy? Like they were always being like, because of course I had to put on my resume that I had had these jobs. So I remember like literally sitting in there and this guy was like, oh my God, I love Broad City. I just came in to say hi. I actually can't control whether you get the job or not. No. <laughs> like it was something. <laughs> and you were writing on it? Yeah. Between seasons two and three. Pay the writers. Yeah. Yes. I was a nanny the when I did Conan and I flew out to LA to do Conan and then flew back the next day to go to my nanny job. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I would babysit in a heartbeat. I don't know if I would do it out here. That's why, like, in New York, that was, like, easy go-to, right? Hop in the train, take the kid outside, take walks around the block. What about for Conrad? <sighs> no. His mother is so mean. His mother is the <laughs> scariest. I could not work. The scariest boss. The scariest boss in all of Hollywood. Psycho boss. <laughs> Psycho nanny boss. <laughs> now... Trish is working at the diner with her black friend, Carol. No one's in this diner. This would not be a fun job for you to have. You can't go back to a diner like this because the only person in the diner is Reverend DJ. And you know reverends do not tip well. They probably write down like Philippines 314 <laughs> and it's like, I need money. <laughs> not Bible passages. And he even starts flirting with Trish where you're just like, okay. Now, like, this is what I mean, like you're gross. Like you like flirting with like any woman you see and we know you're married and you're a reverend. Red flag. Red flag. But Trish likes it. She likes it. And this is my problem. But And then Trish is like kind of talking to him, but then she gets a call from Sienna's school because she ain't there. Hadn't been there all day. <laughs> Very Sienna. We said, Sienna, fresh start, attend classes. And then immediately Trish gets fired for answering her phone at work. And then DJ is like, why don't you come work at the church, an admin job? And that's me doing whatever DJ's down-home accent is supposed to be. And she takes a job. Trish loves working at the church. And then his wife, Betsy, we see her. She's obviously around the church and doing the administrative. Mm -hmm. She has a lingering cough, honey. So do I. Well... So does Conrad. Well, sure. Y'all just keep getting sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in the chest. It's living in the chest. But yeah, she's sickly now. She's sickly. Exactly. The whole vibe is sickly, right? And it's feeling a little dicey. Mm -hmm. But even when she's sickly, right? She mm -hmm. invites Sienna and Trish over to dinner and she's like made a giant meal. Like she's giving Thanksgiving vibes on a Tuesday yeah. night. And Sienna is rude as hell. Classic Sienna. Leaves early. This is when we learn in this moment, though, like, because they're outside arguing before Sienna just leaves. Or I guess she just gets in the car and is like, get me out of here. Trish had Sienna at 15. Okay. Which explains a bit more why they look the same age. Yeah, which means Trish is 31 and has a teen daughter. And she's like, oh, boy. Well, her daughter's 18. Okay, so 33. 33. But it's like her last year of high school, I guess, right? So it's yeah. like, so she ain't really doing... Like, as it seems like, yes, Sienna's in school, but she can't really control her all that much. Yeah. And Sienna's loving being mean. Like, Sienna's, I don't like her at all. Like, I was like, I get being a bitchy teen, but, like, you just rude to everybody, like, kind of indiscriminately. Right. <laughs> and also, Trish seems, like, like pretty easy to walk over, unfortunately. Yeah. And the reason they're getting this fresh start is because Sienna's dad, Trish's ex, we get the impression, like, cheated with multiple women. Like, right. really left yeah. a trail bad. of tears and panties. And so it's like she's being so mean to her mom. And it's like, her mom is like going through something. Yeah, she doesn't need you to be. You don't need to be that mean to her to get what you want. Be mean to the dad. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Or that too. Well, to me, I just felt like I was like, Trish is not somebody you need to go that hard at. 
Like, no. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, leave her alone. So again, this is on the porch of DJ and Betsy's house. Because Sienna's stormed out. Trish is like, gone after her. Then Sienna walks away. DJ comes out and is like, you know, is everything okay? Da-da-da. And then he leans in to try to kiss Trish mm-hmm. as his sick wife who cooked a whole meal is in that house. Putting stuff in Tupperware. And this is what I'm saying is like, this for me is where Trish is too stupid, too desperate, too myopic. Because how are you going to be so, like, he's not simply the religious, you know, his religious standing in the community. It was like, he's a married man. Like, I get that you may be attracted to him, but like, if that's how he would treat the woman he's married to, he's what you think he, Yeah, I'm like, what you think he's going to do for you? He ain't got nothing for you. Yeah. Okay. Then, cut to DJ standing over Betsy, who has been fatally hurt in a car accident. Yeah. It's like on the side of the road. The car's busted up. Betsy's head is all bloody. And he's standing like, okay, I did good. And then <laughs> a police car rolls up and he's like, oh my God, my... My wife is, we were in a car accident and, and she's been hurt. We need help. And then we cut to Betsy's funeral. And DJ is standing outside the church receiving guests. And then I write, wasn't Betsy alive in the opening scene? Was this a staged death? Because <laughs> <laughs> you thought Betsy was Jewel, the wife who allegedly committed suicide. No. Nope. No, I know they're too different. I'm just like, oh, Betsy was alive three years in the future, so they must have staged her death. To the death now, I yes. see, so that they could get back together <laughs> yes. in the future. I see, yes. I see, I see. And the thing about Lifetime movies, I just fully accept that and move on. <laughs> like, I don't go back to be like, was I wrong? Is it three years later? I'm just like, okay. So Betsy staged her own death yeah. with the help of DJ, and they're going to do something together to Trish. And and that's just, I accept that as fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a story possibility in the world of a Lifetime film. <sighs> now, here's the question I had. Like, when DJ was, like, receiving guests and then you see him at the pulpit, I was like, should a minister eulogize his own wife? Do they bring in someone else? Is it Because it was giving very, like, I can't operate on this man. He is my son. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like you're too close to the situation. Not that you wouldn't maybe speak, but if you are so overcome with emotion... You wouldn't be able to. But the weird thing is, DJ's not overcome by any emotion. Oh, well, hello. Yes. And you know who is overcome by emotion is Sienna. While DJ is eulogizing Betsy, who I believe to have staged her own death, (laughs) Sienna is uproariously laughing. Cackling. Cackling. And, like, w- there is such a thing as, like, being uncomfortable and, like, laughing in a situation. I have laughed at a funeral. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I have, uh, something has set me off. Someone has moved funny. Someone's hair looks weird. And I've been, like, <clears throat> a little chuckling. She is, like. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, my beloved wife is dead. And she's, like. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> <laughs> and Trish, like, pulls her out. Of there, and it's like, get it together. And Sienna drives off. And then DJ comes out to talk to Trish. I said, wait, is the funeral even over? Weren't you in the middle of talking? I don't even understand. The man could not even summon a tear the entire time. Can't give us her. And he literally steps out in the middle of the eulogy to be like, let me go check on these two. Yeah. 
So that behavior is weird. <laughs> I also think, why did you bring Sienna to this funeral? Like, she needs to be in school. She clearly loves to skip school. You think she's going to behave well? Well, I thought the vibe was, because I, I agree with you, because I was like, for, again, she's 18. It's not like she's a small child who needs to be looked after. However, is it like Trish feels like, you can't be left alone, Sienna, so you have to come with me to this funeral? Like, she like, I was like, because I was like, why would you bring her? She doesn't know this person. Like, the same way, like, she has no connection to this person. And you know she hates DJ. And you know she don't know how to act anywhere. Yeah. So. so this next scene is like almost not even necessary, but it is yeah. kind of funny. Sienna tries to get into a bar and her way of trying to get into the bar is wearing a blank black baseball hat, which is like, <laughs> that's what an undercover cop wears, Sienna. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the bouncer's like, you can't come in here. And so she's like, oh. And then so she like storms back to her car. And then a guy in a leather jacket comes up and goes, you're cute. Want to get high? And she's like, mm, okay. And goes with him. Sienna. At which point I thought, oh, okay, so this is what's going to happen is she's going to get murdered is what I thought. I thought, okay, she's going to go be attacked by this guy and then the the sinister minister is going to like kill him or something like that. Like I literally was like, oh, she's going off with a strange man in a parking lot. Like that's where the story goes. (laughs) Right. And and that's what I'm saying. Like the seat that if the story doesn't go there, the scene doesn't fully make sense. It's not really needed, but it is funny for that to be a pickup line and for it to work which is a red flag that that's it young girl absolutely meanwhile while sienna's doing that dj shows up at trish's house to grieve and uses the first hug she gives him as an end to a kiss and trish reciprocates the kiss honey his wife was buried that day that day same day funeral day just and then while they kiss and Sienna comes in and is like okay y'all are both gross and she Good. storms off and I said She's correct. you know what finally I, I agree with you Sienna you're seeing things for what they are a broken clock is right twice a day absolutely and then for some reason it's Sienna you know she goes into her bedroom close, locks the door and Trish can't get her to open it and then for some reason it's DJ who was able to get Sienna to open her door by saying some platitudes yeah because he literally just is like It's been a hard day and you got to be nice to your mother. And like she just opens the door. And this is what I'm saying. There must be a scene missing because this is the first turn that makes no sense. I was like, maybe the guy in the parking lot gave her some drugs and it made her very docile (laughs) or they were just like kicking in because it makes no sense that she's suddenly on board with anything he's saying. I was thinking the only way it would make sense that she would open the door is because she wants him to shut up. And Yet it was like supposed to, because like Trish looks so like emotional. Like it's like, wow, yes. he's getting to her. He's really able to reach her. Sienna opened the door and was like smiled and was like, you're right. I, I was just so like, it what? wasn't, I need you to shut up vibes. It wasn't like, fine, go away. Yeah. Go have sex on top of the coffin, which is something we have seen before. What? On Deadly Mile High Club. They have sex on top of a woman who is trapped in a box. Oh, my God. How did I block that out? That's insane. Now, we cut to a month later, and DJ and Trish... Full-blown relationship. (laughs) They have a kiss outside the church after he gives her a collection of sonnets, okay? And then, after that moment... Sienna is like sitting on the front steps of the church, basically waiting for her mom to be done with work. So I'm assuming she can get a ride somewhere or something. And for some reason, Sienna tells DJ her business, and they exchange phone numbers. Can you please listen to this? Boy problems? Sorta. I met this guy, and we've hung out a few times. 
we've been texting back and forth and we had made plans to hang out tonight, but now he's being a jerk and not responding. Ah, don't sweat this guy, Sienna. You deserve better. A lot better. Yeah, I know, it's just... What? Never mind. Sienna, you can trust me. Okay, but you better not tell mom or anyone. Of course not. He was supposed to get me, you know, some green. Oh, I see. Isn't it legal now? Well, I mean, I guess, but not until I'm 21. I understand. Well, I'm sorry, Sienna, but just remember to be responsible, okay? And don't let this guy get to you. I'm telling you, he's a dweeb. Thanks, DJ. Of course. I want you to take down my number. Just in case you ever want to talk or if you ever need anything, okay? I mean it. Sure. Nope. Wrong. No! No 40-year-old man should be talking to an 18-year-old girl. And especially not when that 18-year-old girl is the daughter of the woman he is currently seeing. Because then we get this weird, it seems like a montage, but I think it might just be one night, but they're just like kind of showing different parts, where Trish, Sienna, and DJ are hanging out. But DJ is focusing all his energy on Sienna instead of Mama Trish. And it's so creepy. And what makes it crazier is that we cut to Trish watching these interactions and smiling. Was she smiling the whole time? Because at first I thought she was like, oh, good, they get along. During this, she is. During this, she is. It's not until much later that she's like, this is, she is like, sees them talking, sees him put his hand on her, like sees them joking. And she's like, I love how he is with Sienna. I said Sienna's an adult woman. Okay. That's creepy. So creepy. And then that night, Trish and DJ are having sex. This movie is very sex positive. And right afterwards, he has to, quote, run out to get his Bible from the car to prep <laughs> for a sermon. What's uh, not a real excuse? And then Trish, like, you know, obviously he doesn't come back right away. And Trish finds him talking quietly with Sienna in her bedroom. Now the light is on. Door closed on the bed. He's seated on the bed. The door is closed. And of course, Trish is like, what are we all talking about in here? <laughs> like, Yeah, this is the first moment that she's like, what's going on? And of course, when she kind of asks him, he's like, oh, nothing. But we see that he actually gave Sienna a very large baggie of weed. Yep. And he calls her cutie pie and they're texting. Like, even once he goes back to mom's bedroom. He's flirty texting the daughter. Good night. Y'all. Y'all. She calls him handsome. She calls him handsome. I have to tell you the way I screamed. We got to take a break because I needed to regroup and y'all may have to too because they are fully sexy texting while he is in the bedroom with her mother. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, we back. And as I said, and I'm going to tell you this, Megan, there was a moment where I thought, because Sienna had been like, he's creepy, Mm -hmm. laughed as he eulogized his wife, I thought she was trying to like set a honeypot. I thought she uh-huh. was like trying to set a trap for him. Like literally, I was like, there's no way she's really into this guy. So then she could be like, mom, look at what a disgusting yes. creep he is. Yeah, that would make sense. That's what I thought was happening in this moment. So I thought, okay, okay, Sienna's got a plan. Sienna's got a plan. <laughs> that's not what's happening. And Sienna has even worse of a plan because she used that big bag of weed and started to become a drug dealer. And, you know, we love... Well, she was sharing. She was sharing. This right. is a tricky we, thing. She was sharing. We love women in STEM. <laughs> we love an entrepreneurial spirit. But she ends up getting caught by, like, a security guard who's smoking a cigarette on the school premises. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know if that's allowed either. And so then she gets arrested and they take her to jail. Well, no. Just to, like, the lockup. <laughs> they take her to this police station because that baggie he gave her was basically, they said, you had enough weed on you to yep. be classified as dealing drugs. It was, like, too much for individual use, basically. Where did DJ get all that weed? <laughs> Thank you. Maybe from when he was on the road with that band. You know the one. <laughs> you know, and she refuses to say where the weed came from. And mom and DJ are at the police station, too. So, like, when she's like, she still won't tell us who it's from. And, you know, she looks at DJ. DJ look at her. So, you know, she protected him. Ugh. And then Sienna's like, I'm not going home with you, mom. And then Sienna's father walks into the police station because she called him. And now I got to say, his name is John Wells. They call him Wells the entire time. And I thought that that was his first name until we, mm-hmm. you know, see his ID where I'm like, Wells, Wells, what a weird choice. But I'm telling this dad, he looks, he's handsome. Of course, his lifetime. Yes. Salt and pepper. pepper he's looking at like a 45 year old man, a salt and pepper 45. Yeah. But remember, and this is what my brain is doing. Trish says she got pregnant at 15. Yeah. This man does not look like he was a high school student. When no. Trish was a high school student. <laughs> and later she says they were high school sweethearts. And I'm like, it must have been like a never been kissed situation where he went back undercover to write a story. <laughs> Thank you. This is a grow. This man, I would have said late 40s. I know. So when <laughs> Trish was 15, he was 33. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're being, so of course, Fully never been kissed was your theory. Mine was he got struck by lightning. I said that's the only way to describe the fact that he is aged and full of gray streaks. Because I was like, there's no way he could be a high school sweetheart to this woman. Yes. So basically, Sienna called him to be like, I'm going with dad. Pitt 
Trish and the dad against each other. But in this very short time that he's been apart from Sienna and Trish, he's gone to therapy. He's realized the error of his ways. And he's like, I'm not here to take her away. My daughter called and she was in jail. So I came. But I think you are a great mother and that she should be with you. He's the only person with sense so far in this motion picture. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Because literally he just he literally, Trish gives him the facts and he's like, what? Listen to this. Damn it, Wells. Where was this a year ago? I mean, you have no idea how long I have waited for you to say those words. I know. I know I wish I could have gotten here sooner before you put down roots. He's a very nice man. Is he? He's amazing. His wife just died, and he's still more together than I am. Is that admirable? I don't mean the man any disrespect. I'm just saying, if my wife died, I'd be destroyed. Ding, ding, ding! Yep. Yep. If your wife died a month ago, you would not be playing house with your administrative assistant and her adult daughter. Unless... You're a bad guy. Unless you a sinister minister. Right? Okay. Because it ain't making no sense. And Wells literally was like, and Wells didn't even say it to be mean. He was just like, no, the facts don't line up. He's yeah, like, that, that doesn't this is really not, make any sense. He's like, he's like, I'd be destroyed. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have time uh, for whatever game this is. So then they go outside. DJ pretend, like, you can tell DJ is, like, put off by him. He goes, he puts his arm around Trish, staking his claim. Alpha peeing on his hydrant <laughs> and and then he's like you should join us for dinner tomorrow night and then wells leaves he's like okay and then dj tells trish he's totally fine with wells coming to dinner in fact he wants to counsel them all of them over dinner why don't we counsel them over dinner and trish is literally like you're amazing and i said trish what? you're the dumbest fool i ever met why doesn't she get that this is totally inappropriate she and also just like it's like this is the thing you know trish she has not had a lot of experience you know when you have a child it disrupts your life and apparently impacts the way your brain functions a lot of moms i follow have been posting about like the changes to the brain and the body and you know it's like somebody posted where it's like i've been through two puberties apparently because it's like what happens in your body when you have a kid is similar my point is trish had a kid at 15 yeah. i don't think she's very bright and i wouldn't say that about all teen mothers but i'm trying to understand in this motion picture why trish has no sense. Yeah, and we really, because it's like, wh- the the ex is bad, but then we see him and he's like, no, obviously that's not going to heal all her wounds immediately, but you see him and he's like, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I did bad. So it's, you go, okay, well that seems pretty validating, like, can we cross off that trauma? <laughs> well, it's also like, now we can like have a conversation. First yeah. of all, I said, Wells literally said, I've been in therapy for a year. It was all my fault. I said, can we get every man to whoever this therapist is? Thank you. <laughs> a year? And he said, it's all my fault? Great. <laughs> that The world would be so good. And the world would be a better place. That song from Scrooge. Okay. So then Sienna and Trish, they have a very brief heart to heart. Sienna wants her parents back together, but I think it's so she can have DJ all to herself. Well, see, I didn't even put that together, but I will say after he was like, you know, I would like to counsel us over dinner. I said, I cannot get to this dinner scene fast enough. It's going to be so awkward is what I Uh thought. But Uh when I tell you guys, guess what? 
we don't have a dinner scene because the next thing we see is Trish sitting at the dinner table crying because Wells didn't show up. And DJ walks in, you know, it's like, I guess it's supposed to be time. Even though it's like, again, if you were supposed to be at dinner to council, wouldn't you have been there? Why are you at 90 minutes? Because it seems at least 90 minutes. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. 30 minutes, maybe Wells doesn't know it. An hour, but it's like a long time. DJ walks in. He has a jacket on because he was outside. Then he takes the jacket off and he has this massive bloody scratch on him. That's clearly from killing Wells. Hello. And, and I'm like, why didn't you just leave your jacket on? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was going to propose to you. What? And I said, sir, your dead wife hasn't even decomposed. Okay? How is this? No one is well in this scenario. Okay? And were you going to, was part of your counseling this strange couple to propose to one of them? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Then Trish, you know, and so she's like, well, why don't we just slow down for a second? And you think, okay, Trish, you got, maybe you're, yes. you know, not totally obsessed with this man. But then Trish goes to Sienna's room and finds a note on the bed that changes her tune. Listen to this, y'all. Mom, I'm sorry to leave this in a note, but I've decided I have to leave. Don't worry, I'm with Dad. We're moving and I'm very safe. Please don't try to contact me. I'll reach out when I'm ready. I need time to grow without you. Love, Sienna. She's gone, DJ. She left me too. It's okay, honey. I ruined everything. Just everything. Hey, sweetie, sweetie, remember, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. I want to get married, like you said. Don't worry about that now. No, I'm telling you. I want to get married as soon as possible. Now, if I could, I'm not going to lose you two. Are you sure? I've never been more sure of anything in my life. This makes her want to get married? What in the trauma bond is this? I would forget someone proposed to me. But see, this is where I get confused, right? Because Sienna was at home thinking she was going to have dinner with the father. Father doesn't show up. Sienna goes to her bedroom. Okay, we get that. So then she like goes out. Of, first of all, she's got like French doors leading out to her, <laughs> her bedroom. If you notice, it's like full doors. Which a wayward teen cannot have. Right. They can have no way to get outside. Exactly. Her windows have to be the kind that like only crank in or out. Yes. That don't actually open all the way. I'd say put them in a walk-in closet and put a padlock <laughs> on it. So she's, I guess, gone out her window. But at this point though, I'm thinking, how did DJ lure Sienna out of the house yeah. without Trish knowing? Then I was right. like, okay, then maybe he took dad's cell phone and texted Sienna like, I don't want to come, but I want you to be with me, right? And got her to leave the house that way. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know people love stealing cell phones and pretending to be other people in Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. No passcode, no lock. I mean, he very well may have just been like, hey, I love you. Leave your mom. Like, he's, he's sinister. Well, of course he's sinister, but this is where... But then, you guys, and this is where this movie for me just is... It's got too many character choices without the scenes that justify them in any them. way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because mm -hmm. I don't, because again, I'm down with the twists and turns of a lifetime, but I need a moment. Like I need to see more than just him giving her weed for her to like <laughs> run away to God knows where if it's for him. Yeah, because like it's a teen. They keep alluding to weed being legal, but yeah. not for 18 year olds. So it's like she can find weed like 
literally anywhere. You know, like she does not need to be like yanking the minister's uh, rosary, if you know what I mean. So we cut to Trish and DJ getting married. Now, this is what shocked me, Megan. In front of the entire congregation at DJ's church, I said, this is the stuff you're supposed to do in Vegas. Your wife died six weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, maybe at most three months. I'm sorry. It's your second dead wife, too. Yeah. Not just, like, tragic. It's like, you've had two tragedies now. And, like, everyone in the church is happy and applauding. And I was like, no, 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 no. If this was a real church congregation, there would be way more side-eye. And I would definitely be right up there in the second row like, this reverend ain't right. This reverend ain't right. His wife just died. I started to be like, this is, like, a cult then. Because they almost, you know, it's giving Gwen Shamlin of like, mm-hmm. let's have eight people get married at once. And everyone's <laughs> like, yay. And no one's like, what? Because it does not make any sense. I would like to take a moment. You know, we talk a lot about the wigs of Lifetime that it is important to know. And I think this was done purposely. Trish is obviously a gorgeous woman. She's on Lifetime. Her hair which is her natural hair, is always a mess. Yeah, Like, it's yeah, always, yeah, yeah. like, fresh from, I don't know, like, she went to sleep with it wet, put it in a ponytail, <laughs> took it down. Like, and I think that's supposed to show, like, she's distraught. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's overwhelmed. She's distraught. She can't. She can't do anything. If you can't find a flat iron, it must mean you're going through it. And <laughs> and it's just so, like, funny. But at the wedding, she's got it, like, smoothed. So, like, she took yeah. care for this wedding, yeah. but she seems so sad. I mean, she's like... She's crying. She she's is, crying. She is holding back, like, devastation tears. Not crying like, I'm getting married, crying like... <gasps> Where is my daughter? Like, it is like, it's painful to watch. Yeah. And then we learned, basically, it's been a month since, you know, Sienna left that note. And Trisha only gets one word text replies from her. And I said, classic stolen phone responses. Because if you you can't do a lot of words or else they're going to know, oh, that's not how this person talks. So whenever you've stolen someone's phone, you got to give them one word replies. Yeah. And then we have a scene with two hikers who find a hand sticking out of the ground in the desert. And we said, This is why we don't hike. How do you ain't getting me out? I walk around my neighborhood. Off the beaten path? No, thank you. Nope. There's a reason why the path has not been beaten. Okay. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, DJ and Trish are at a restaurant and he is happy as a clam. Yeah. I'm like dying. But then also, you can kind of see his mask starting to fall off. You guys listen to this. You think we should do a mini moon or a full honeymoon? I'm thinking full. Wait a few months and then just go all out. I'm no Catholic, but man, I'd love to see the Sistine Chapel. Have you ever been to Italy? Mm-hmm. Where? All around? Mm-hmm. Did you go all over Italy or just hit the highlights? Italy? No, I've never. Damn it, Trish. I'm sorry. I'm so- I'm just distracted. Yeah, I, I know. Look, I think. If you put yourself in my shoes. Here we go, because it's all about you. It's not all about me, DJ. My daughter is it's gone. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I don't think you did, or you wouldn't be talking to me in the stove. This is our wedding, Patricia. This is our time. You're right. You're right. Trish, look. You're my wife. I love you. You mean everything to me, and I should mean everything to you. You do. Of course you do. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
I love, should we go to full honeymoon or a mini moon? That was like me. You know, like he's like, <laughs> he's just like kind of being, but it's weird because usually, and like at this point, I think we all assume he's like killed all his wives. He's probably going to kill Trish. Usually you get married and then they become like a monster. Right. But it's like they got married and he's like, isn't this fun? So that's kind of an interesting twist, but it's because he is going to go on to terrorize her. But it's also like, it doesn't make any sense to me where I'm like, you thought that you would send her daughter away and that she would be a fun person to be with? Again, a lot of this does not check out because we're going to find out more. Because basically, you know, Trish is like, I'm not going to stop until I get my daughter back. And you can yeah. see this, like the camera kind of pushes in on DJ being like, oh, Lord. Oh, no. And this is going to be not without my daughter? Exactly. <laughs> I thought this was going to be bad, mom. <laughs> she's like, she like goes to the bathroom and then DJ orders two more glasses of wine. And I said, he about to drug a beverage and yep. cut to him carrying a wasted, disoriented Trish into her bedroom. And she like goes and throws up. And meanwhile, we see the two cops, the cops who had booked Sienna earlier for her weed. We see her now at the crime scene. I said, Y'all got a lot to handle. You're handling drug offenses as well as homicides? Okay. Well, Brightside, how big do you think the squadron is? I know. It's probably just those two, right? They probably have tanks. You know, all these small <laughs> communities have tanks. I know. They're like, let's take the helicopter. Yeah. Let's take the helicopter. <laughs> and you're just like, why do you have this? And they find we they see John Wells' ID. So again, we, we, yep. we knew the hand was Wells. We knew Wells. As soon as he didn't come to dinner, he was murdered. But you know, the cops find it. Then we see a flash, and this is what I mean. This movie had some editing problems because we see a quick flash of what looks like DJ bringing Sienna flowers. Yes, which is I, you said you said I think this is real. I'm like it is it, real, but then we cut to Trish real. having a nightmare about losing Sienna as a child, as, like right? A child so it's like, Sienna. It's like this flash moment where I was like, okay, y'all, like I know y'all don't get a lot of time to make these movies, but you got to get your coverage, babes. You got to get your coverage because like the story's not stitching together. Yeah, it was. Uh, I did think the the way she because her and Sienna are playing hide in the in the nightmare her and and like four or five year old Sienna are playing hide and seek and Sienna like gets under the bed covers mm -hmm. and she's like where's Sienna and she pulls up the bed covers and she's not there and I got really sad and scared really yeah you felt it I thought it was very effective and then she wakes up and I'm almost wondering if she's been asleep because again the last time we saw her was after he drugged her drink and she yeah. threw up so I'm wondering if it's been a couple days you know what I mean yeah. like it wasn't just the next morning feels, it feels like it's been over 24 hours right and she's like and he's trying to feed her food he's like you have the flu she's like I need to go to a doctor he's like no you don't it's the flu and it's like okay he's so adamant and it's like Okay, well, Kathy at Bates. first you said it was like it was because she drank too much. He was because like he is like you're a lightweight now, and now it's the flu. Like it's like that. Mm, eh. Yeah, and she's even saying like the food doesn't taste right, and he's like, when you're sick, none of the food tastes right. And it's like you know when else food don't taste right when it's been poisoned. Okay, yeah. and I just feel like this is my problem. Like, DJ has no chill and is not subtle in the fact that his wives keep dying and he gets with someone else within days where I go, how have you even gotten away with this this long? Because you're not even a person who like moves, has a fresh start, no. takes like a year between women. Like he's literally... He's just saying congregation. He's like, listen, I need to keep my job and I'll just kill people around me. And we also don't have any... There's been no seeds planted as to why DJ would want to be killing his wives. Thank you, because I am waiting. This is where I get annoyed. I go, are we going to find out Betsy or Trish 
has like a $2 million life insurance policy. Like there's no information that explains why these women of all these women. Cause like Lord knows Trish out here working in a diner on struggle street. Right. This ain't the person you trying to just be like, let's go to Italy. It's like Trish literally does not have a passport. You're going to have to fund that. <laughs> and like, she can't, she can't function. Now <laughs> it's important to remember that I still believe that Betsy's death is staged <laughs> at this point in the motion picture. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I'm like, when is that nugget gonna come to fruition? Where's Betsy? Well, you now, okay, so this this is what you still think. Now, what happens in the when you see this next scene, which is Sienna alone in what looks like a motel room? Maybe it's Not an apartment. A good one. You know how LA, you know how LA apartments also look like gross motels? No, but this was like the outside was cinder blocks. Usually cinder blocks inside, outside you protect. This looked like a shed. It looked like a, sh- a studio apartment in a shed. Well, Sienna is alone in this studio apartment in a shed. She's bored. <laughs> and then DJ comes in with Chinese food takeout and they kiss. Ah! Y'all, y'all, I just wrote in all caps, ew, everyone is terrible. That's what I felt. That's what I felt. And like, and they are fully playing house. He knows what kind of Chinese food she likes. And at this point, I'm like, okay, so they start to have a conversation and he is totally playing Sienna and Trish against each other. He's telling Sienna's like, I think I need to reach out to my mom. And he's like, she doesn't want to see you. She doesn't want to talk to you. We know that's the exact opposite. She's furiously trying to find her. Listen, Sienna, I thought we already talked about it. What? Darling, the last time I brought any of this up, she said she didn't want to talk to you, she didn't want to talk about you, and she got completely furious. Yeah, well, she can't stay mad at me forever. Sienna, I know you don't like to hear this, but your mother's very emotional, very controlling, and she just won't accept you doing what you want with your life. Last time we spoke, she said things I can't even repeat. Honey, I'll be leaving her soon, and then you and I can live together the way we want. Like what? Hmm? Like what sort of things did she say that you can't even repeat? I don't want to make you any more angry at your mother than you already are. DJ, I'm 18. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> okay. She said she's disappointed with the way you turned out. She thinks you've always been unreliable. You're born that way, and she's done with you now. Okay. It's so like, what? Sienna thinks DJ and like, because I'm like, why would she be with her mom's boyfriend? But it seems like she's under the impression that DJ and her mom have broken up, right? I don't think so. Because she's like, just a little longer. I need to get this stuff sorted with your mom. Like, I think, but this is what I mean. I'm like, why did you even marry her in the first place? You didn't need to marry her to get with her daughter. Right. That, that's actually the opposite. The opposite. That's the thing. It's like, you pushed a marriage, but you wanted to be with a teen. And so this is the thing I don't get. So at this point, I'm like, Sienna went from despising DJ. Again, what we've seen, she thinks he's creepy. She laughs at his eulogy. <laughs> then they exchange phone numbers. He gives her weed. And now she's in love with him even as he is dating her mother? Ran away from her home to hide in a tornado shelter in love with him. I just was like, okay, well, I kind of think nobody here is good. I don't think Trish is very bright. I think Sienna, think about this. Sienna is the daughter from hell. We actually could have called this movie Daughter from Hell instead of Sinister Minister. Because the (laughs) fact that she would do that to her mother, I was like, your mother did nothing but try to do right by you. 
even as a teen who didn't have anything. Okay, she literally is out here scrimping and saving and moving y'all to a town called Brightside because she want to look on the bright side. And you going to get with her man, Sienna? Who's gross. So DJ goes home. Well, which home? How many places he live in, Megan? You got to clarify. I know. I was about to say he leaves the tornado shelter (laughs) and he goes to Trisha's home. Trish is there with the cops and they have found Wells's body. That's why they're there. But, you know, it makes DJ be like, the cops are here. And then suddenly DJ cops to, oh, yeah, no, I actually, I've seen Sienna. Um, yeah, she, we saw her, I don't know, I think it was in like a parking garage. And the lady, <laughs> the female detective who looks exactly like Trish, I'm guessing she was up for the part two. And they're like, you can be the lady detective. And she was like, I'll take it, <laughs> which is what I would do. We all got to work. But, you know, you can't work when you're on strike. So he's like, I don't know. I think it was, she's like, you don't remember where you saw your missing stepdaughter? And like, she's very confused by this. Well, she's looking at side eye. She's giving him, she's giving DJ side eye the whole time he talks. She's like, you do not add up. No. And then he says, Sienna's living in the city with an older guy, which uh, I mean, that seems plausible actually. But then Trish is like, give me the, give me the phone. Like you can, you've been talking to, you have my daughter's number. You've had her this whole time and you won't. Tell me where she is. You didn't tell me you saw her. Like, so that again, it's more like Trish, like Aren't you putting together that, at, if nothing else, DJ may not be a good person? <laughs> like, you may not think he does it, but it's like, he did, you've been out here crying yourself to sleep, lost your mind, can't think straight over your child. And if, he's, if what he's saying is true, even if the lie is true, he ain't the one, okay? But then Trish, she's like, give me your phone. She calls Sienna. From his phone. <laughs> from his phone. And Sienna answers the phone. Hello, Mr. Minister, man. <laughs> Trish doesn't And then Trish is like, Trish does not clock it. She's like, Sienna's mom. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. That would be the first. I'm like, why she call you? Why she be a sexy Michelle? No, it's like truly Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. (laughs) President. Like, it is so (laughs) crazy. And Trish is like, your dad is dead. And Sienna, click, hangs up immediately. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then when the detective is trying to do her job, and just, like, get some details. Trish is like, get out of here! Like, she's the problem. Thank you. I was like, I'm sorry. You need to be telling DJ to get out of here because nothing is making any sense. And then we cut to, like, Trish on the couch. DJ's, like, force-feeding her food. Obviously, he's slowly drugging her. We're getting flashes of Betsy being sickly, remember? So it's like, he's obviously slowly poisoning her. And then he leaves, probably to go over to see Sienna. And then Trish, like, gets up, and she's walking. And once we, we do see her, like, chugging from a bottle of wine yeah <laughs> and i said i said okay trish that's not helping the food the poisoning and the wine should not be going hand in hand like i know you're stressed she's like listen i need to drink i can't take it out of the bottle because i'll poison it so i'm just gonna drink straight from the bottle and then she opens up a kitchen cupboard and there's just like obviously a vial that he's using to poison her and it's like why are you just hiding the poison in not even hiding it you're just putting it where the baking sheets are i know so it's like it's like right there at eye level <laughs> And then Trish hears something outside, and this I thought was hysterical. She finds our lady detective, whose name is, I keep calling her lady detective because her, her actual character name is Detective Man. <laughs> but so I'm like, it's not Detective Man, it's lady detective. And she's like searching the shed outside the house. And when Trish is like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, you found me. Like, she's like, so cool, so calm, yeah. has no backup. She has no backup. She's just poking around. Trish is like, you can't just search people's homes without a warrant. And she's like, well, outside structures, that's a little murky. 
<laughs> he was like, what? And then the detective gives Trish some info, mentions how his second wife's death didn't seem like an actual accident. And listen, it is. Two wives? A man twice widowed before the age of 50. It's not the norm, is it? What do you want to know, detective? Did DJ have any issue with the reappearance of your ex? He was very happy to have him here. He offered to counsel us. To counsel you? You mean to get you back together, like marriage counseling? Wells didn't show up. To your counseling session with DJ? Because he was dead. I don't know. Of course. Yeah, we don't, we don't know either. When a body decays like that, it's hard to know precisely when a person died. We just get a range is all. Did you love your ex-husband, Trish? Do you still? DJ's a perceptive man, Trish. I'm guessing he would have gotten the feeling that I'm getting right about now. Wells was a real fly in his ointment. But hey, like you said, he was real cool about you too. It's great. Of course, it's hard to know what a person's really thinking. What's really going on behind the eyes? He's a good man. DJ or Wells. All right, well. I'll leave you to it. When DJ comes back, let him know I'd love to chat with him. About what? About his wonderful life. DJ loves me. And he's taking care of me like a saint. He's the only good thing in my life, Detective. You might want to think about why that is, Trish. Okay. Now, this is okay. the moment. This is okay. the moment I realize. <laughs> The beginning of the film said three years later, not three years earlier. But we okay. are now at one hour, 16 minutes. Yeah, you got 10 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. You got 10 and, minutes left in the movie. So it really, it cleared up a lot of confusion. I had to go back to that scene and I go, oh. Uh -huh, so now uh -huh. I'm at, like, even though all of this chaos is happening, it's all clicking yeah. for me. And now I've found <laughs> peace. And suddenly it also starts to click for Trish. Trish also thought she was three years earlier. And so <laughs> we see her. She pours the vial of liquid down the sink. The poison in the sink. She puts our food down the sink. And then she goes to Sinister Minister's laptop. It is password protected, a first. <laughs> and she's typing in all sorts of passwords. Her name, no. Jesus Christ, no. And she's like, well, those are his top two. And then she goes, Sienna. And she uses her daughter's name to try and open it. And guess what? Her daughter's name is the password to her husband's computer. <laughs> and then she finds on the computer that the goodbye note that Sienna had left that night was written by him. Yeah. And I scream because I said, why you save it? <laughs> why you? That's a one and done situation. <laughs> That's a one and done. So he saved the goodbye note that he <laughs> typed. And also, I also was like, once I saw it was also a typed note. Yeah. I said, she oh, we know Sienna wouldn't have done. 
Sienna wasn't up in here typing and printing her notes. She was scrawling that on the back of a half-used receipt. That's the Sienna we know. The moment I saw it typed, I would have been like, that's not Sienna. That's not Sienna. It's so truly hilarious. He also <laughs> has it in a folder marked like important or like do not open. It's like, what? You should just label everything different parts of the Bible, you damn idiot. <laughs> I say as someone who didn't realize the timetable of the movie until 30 seconds ago. So after she sees this, Trish immediately calls Lady Detective, Detective Man, uh, but <laughs> gets detective, her voicemail. Detective Man. <laughs> so funny. But she gets her voicemail, which is so funny. And then it seems like Trish, remember, who has been slowly poisoned over the course of several days. Yes. She's like in, you know, sweat, like pajamas. Like she's like in, a, you know, an oversized shirt and sweat pants and she's looking haggard honey and it seems like she jogs all the way to the motel where sienna's been hiding because she also sees that on the computer she like sees a map of like the bright side inn or something stupid too which i was like also i'm like wait also you don't remember where you keeping your side piece you had to put a screen grab of the map you're printing you're map questing but weed is legal i'm i don't think those things line up (laughs) and so Trish, like, manages to get there. I don't know how she knew which door was Sienna's, but she did. Let's just go with it. There's a lot we've got to suspend, okay? And she's, like, banging on the door. Sienna won't open the door, which is, like, what? But then she she's, like, honey, he's been doing all of this, you know, whatever. And then finally, Sienna lets her mom in just in time for her to collapse on the couch. Like, Trish has used her final breaths, yes. okay, to, to, like, run a mile and get to her child. But now I see, because at first I was, like, why aren't you opening the door? But then who emerges from the back? From the bathroom, I assumed. Shirt, you know, fully open. But DJ. And he takes Sienna's, because Sienna's phone is like on the counter and he takes it before she can get to it. So she can call the cops. Meanwhile, Lady Detective Detective Man gets a call and is like, why didn't y'all patch her through to me? (laughs) Which I think is so true, so funny. Someone's losing their job. Because Detective Man was just at this woman's house. Right. So that woman calls you within 30 minutes, an hour of you visiting her. She got some important information. Yeah, you got to be on call. You got to be on call. You got to be, you need to be to the direct line. Yes. And so the detective and backup, they knock, they like get to the motel, they knock on the door. And Sienna, this is what I didn't get. Sienna doesn't, because they're like, who's in there? We're coming in, what's going on? But they're just quiet. And DJ is basically like whispering to Sienna, this is all going to look like it's your fault. You're the one who did this to your mother. I was just here trying to help her. Like he's basically trying to pretty much talk Sienna out of turning him in. Yeah, manipulate her into believing it's her fault. At this point, who has the knife? Because there is a butcher knife. Yes, Sienna grabs it. Okay. She's got it on him. And he's basically talking, the manipulation is to get the knife from her. Yes. So yes. he manipulates the knife away. But I don't know why Sienna didn't just scream out he's in here, or my mom is sick. Like, right. you didn't need to physically let them in for that to happen, yeah. especially because there's no gun in the room yet, thank God. So she basically turns and does open the... He's like, don't say anything or I'll... Like, once he has the knife, he puts it on her. Right. And he's like, don't say anything or I'll kill you. And so she opens the door, and she's like, my mom is in here, and he's sick, and he's bad. And they're like, yeah, yeah we know. We know. Exactly, exactly. And so they cuff DJ get Trish to a hospital. We see Trish come to Sienna sitting by her side. You know, when she wakes up, they hug and say, they're going to get the hell out of Brightside. And it's like, the town is not the problem. (laughs) The main problem is DJ. But I'd say a secondary problem is both of your decision making. Absolutely. Your decision making. You know what it should be? Instead of being like, we're going to get out. They should be like, 
We're going to both get the hell into therapy. Because <laughs> it's like, y'all both got some issues y'all need to work out. Yes. I mean, I could. This one was wild. I will say it. I think it lived up to the title Sinister Minister, even though I would still call it Deadly Daughter. I yeah. I call it Deadly Daughter instead. We also never learn why DJ wants to kill his wives. Right. We also don't understand what he wants from Sienna. Well. We know it. We know what all men want from 18-year-old girls, unfortunately. Well, that's what it is, but it seems like whatever the new woman is is the woman he wants, right? So first, Betsy's a new woman, yeah. and they're okay. Then tr he meets someone new. Like It's like, I'm surprised he can even like go to a grocery store or attend a concert, because if it's like any woman he looks at, he falls right. in love with it. <laughs> I don't get it. But you know how we usually get like that, like, Remember when the mom was like yelling at the kid to like wash his hands for like, that's what Jesus wanted. Or it'll be like, oh, I, I my parents were fighting. DJ, there's zero backstory. Exactly. So I guess he's just like I a know. sociopath that marries people to kill them. This is my thing. I was like, we needed a monologue. I was like, we had this moment. Yeah, I was like, I want it. I wanted our killer monologue in the hotel room and we never got it. We got no monologue. You're so right. That's what I'm saying. The movie was missing scenes. We needed a couple key turns laid out. Yeah. And normally we would have had a moment in that hotel room where DJ had a knife on Sienna explaining his entire backstory. Yes. Okay, do you have a real hero or a real villain for Sinister Minister? Okay, the only hero is the dead dad, John Wells. Yes. Because he is a man who did a year of therapy and then came to a woman and said, you know what, I am sorry, it was all my fault. Right, and he really gave her space too. Like he did not come back until he was like, I am healed, let's make this work. And he wasn't even trying to push. Like even when he saw DJ, he was like, okay, whatever. Like you're gonna do you. Like John, dead dad John was not coming in trying to flex. Yeah. Absolutely. He's the only hero. Everybody else was a villain. Yes. Everybody else. I, yeah, a, a villain we didn't even like really clock that much. The diner owner, so mean. What a mean yeah. man. And the diner was called like Friendly Jimmy's and it's like the meanest man. <laughs> also, there was the black friend that we could not tell if it was the same black friend. Now I'm thinking it might be. I don't think Brightside has know, that many kinda... black women. But a coworker at the diner who's on screen for maybe 10 seconds, I thought we were going to get more of her, is a lifetime queen who was in Secrets in the Snow, and then oh, wow. also the one about, she plays Brea. She plays La yes, Brea. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's the one in like My Husband's Deadly Past or whatever. Or like my, my I can't sister's... believe they got her to come in for half a day. Not even. That's why when you said there were scenes missing, I'm like, Brea must have been in more. Yeah, yeah. But she wasn't. Well. So I'm giving her a hero for saying, yes, I'll come and hold a coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> You guys, next week, we're coming to you with our final episode. Oh, and I just want to warn everyone now, I am going to cry. Uh, it's going to, we're really, really sad. And I hope you felt that from our very scripted announcement. <laughs> but like, it's, you know, we work for a company. They say, do this. And you say, we're doing it. We're devastated. And your messages have been so sweet. And those have been like, you know, we've known for a bit this was happening, but then for you all to find out, you know, it's reopened the wound a bit. So we're, yeah. we, we appreciate yeah. the messages, but it's also sad and, and hard for us. And my dog died the same day that the announcement went out. So I just, we're not ignoring. And then did you n remember my cat died two days, three days after we found out 
the first time internally. So the the timing, the vibes of all this, you know what I mean? Maybe there's some real villains amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next week, our final episode is Deadly Mom Retreat. Yes. While going through a difficult divorce, newly single mom Jules, oh, classic lifetime name, yep. jumps at the chance for some R&R when her new besties invite her to a singles wilderness retreat. Wilderness? Oh, rough. Wilderness, <laughs> no, I'm no, out. No. But after experiencing several near-fatal accidents, oh she learns things aren't what they seem. Now Jules must fight back if she ever hopes to start fresh. Okay, so we need the start. We need the fresh start at the end. Well, no, it's like she's coming in. Fresh start, fight back, start fresh. Yeah, full circle for us too. Now you can watch this with your existing Lifetime Movie Club subscription or start an account today by going to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast for a free seven-day trial. This is the last time you get to use this code. Ah. When the podcast's done, you can't be claiming podcast on the promo code. So <laughs> this is your last chance, honey. These are your final seven days. So make sure to sign up, watch it, and we will see you next week. Oh, au revoir. Au revoir, and don't get murdered. <laughs> Wasn't that what it yes. was? <laughs> au revoir. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm. That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Copyright 2023 a e Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.